What up, guys? Welcome back. I'm excited for today's episode. You see, I mentioned recently, I can't remember if it was last episode or the episode before, that I wanted to get back to what this program was intended for, which is not your average everyday sports talk that you can find anywhere. Um, Fox Sports and ESPN, of course, those are the two ones, two big ones to draw from. It seems like they're every day from 6 a.m. Well, no, I should take that back. Golik and Wingo is a bit different. Let's call it from about 9 a.m. to 3 or 4 p.m. It feels like they have the same shows on with just different characters, you know. Tell me Will Kane isn't a younger, diff, slightly different, you know, his opinions are different, but tell me Will Kane's not Colin Cowherd to some degree. Tell me those two aren't there for similar reasons. You know, they, they both speak with great conviction and piss a lot of people off. Um, uh, anyway, but off of my soapbox there for a second to get to the point of what the hell it is that we're doing here today. And going on for the next few weeks. Uh, I don't have, I'm not putting this little segment, series of segments in a box, but we're all really excited about the summer of LeBron. And then Kawhi jumps in, he wants his trade. Last year we had Kyrie's trade. You know, so the NBA is chock full of news about two or three people. You know, now, now this year, Kyrie's getting back in it. A, not now's not the right time because the way he said he wasn't going to resign with Boston, which I admit, I must admit that one. Um, as much as the media overplays everything, it, the, he very easily could have phrased what he said in a way to allude to the idea that he was interested in restaying, restaying, resigning with Boston. Um, but his. <laughs> His answer about whether whether or not he would resign and why he wasn't going to resign now, which was the smart move financially. He can make more money if he resigns next year. Blah, 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 blah. It felt just about the same as his answer when he was asked, oh, how would you feel if LeBron came back? Uh, that was lukewarm at best. I mean, that was some cold bathwater. He was sitting in on both of those. But... This brings me, finally, to my point. To make a short story incredibly long, what we're going to be focusing on for the next few weeks is everyone else that might be heading for greener pastures in the NBA. So, we're going to be looking at, I, I'm going to pull up the list, the full list of free agents this year, and we're going to start going over the smaller fish in this pond. Because sometimes... These guys can have great ripples on uh, ripple effects, having taking teams that are almost there to the promised land. Um, you know, are there any are there any players that the Bucks can realistically sign to help them move up a couple of notches in the East? Um, is what happens if LeBron doesn't go to Philly? Is there anything that they can do? What what are the Celtics are the Celtics going to do anything with all those pieces? Is there anybody? Um, that, that they're looking to move, uh, looking to get uh, Spurs. What are they going to do 
post Kawhi or what can they do? Are there any pieces out there? Because they're not getting LeBron now. Are there any pieces that they can grab in the next few weeks or around the draft? Um, which I cannot wait for. Um, who can it be now? So I apologize for that one, guys. That's an oversight. You just heard my ringtone. We, we will grow together as a show. Um, where were we? We were at the next few weeks. Be looking at. <laughs> oh man, that's embarrassing. Anyway, we'll be looking at not the ringtone. Very proud of the ringtone. Um, just try to. I try to be as semi-professional as possible around here. Uh, but what better than my obnoxious ringtone to remind you again? This is not your run-of-the-mill sports chat so marginal free agents will of course success you can dive deeply into the draft and I mean second round deep are there any Manu Ginobili's in the mix you know there gonna be any Kyle Kuzma's we'll we'll, we'll probably look a little bit at the back end of the dra- uh, first round and see how that goes too but that, of course, will happen after the draft. But following that, we're going to look into all the free agents that you're not talking about. And also some potential trades. And that is where you guys will come in. If there are some players you would like to see your team trade trade for, or some guys that you think need to be traded away from your team, uh, I'd love to look into those. So the trades, the free agents are easy. I can pull that list. But potential trades... Is where you guys come in and start interacting. I do have every intention of making Smoke Break Sports a uh, a, a, a fan interacted, an audience, whatever. Smoke Break Nation, whatever the hell you you want to call it, I don't care. I just I want I want you guys to participate. That's sort of the idea. Um, we're not taking radio calls, but at the same time, we'll accept voice messages answer questions, put your opinions out there. So especially if you have access to the Anchor app, which I just got an email yesterday saying it's on iPads now, um, go ahead and send a voice message to the show and we'll play it and we'll talk about it. And uh, especially if you have some trades, NBA potential trades coming up for the next couple weeks. But I'm starting this series off, admittedly, selfishly, of course, because what better way I mean, this is where most of our good ideas come from, except for those people who win, like, Nobel Peace Prizes and stuff. They tend to think about, how can I do something to help, you know, stop world hunger, clean all the world's water? And I'm like, how can I talk about the Pacers? That's what I set out to do this morning. And this came, admittedly, from listening to uh, some popular... Uh, radio programs and hearing a lot about Philly and what they can do and and someone was talking about like the process and how uh, just kind of reminded me of all the t- all the flops that happened in the process um, you tend to nowadays forget and some of them weren't flops they were they were kind of assessing it round by round or year by year but you kind of forget or I did at least about Okafor which 
was one of the flops. Not in the drafting of him necessarily, but in the, the trade. They could have gotten a lot more from him. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams winning, I think he was a rookie of the year. And they trade him, and everybody's like, "What? That's cr- why? Did, what are they doing? What do they? You know, this is what probably what right when the uh, this whole tanking and this whole idea that they didn't care about their fans and didn't care. You know, this was when the process was in its part of the process, where everyone was doubting it and kicking it and talking about how terrible it was and that the Sixers were purposely being terrible. But it turns out they just had a crystal ball and knew that there was really wasn't that much there." Um, and which leads me to, oh, and then of course, Nerland's Noel, you know, so this process has been going on for a while. Uh, and of course the most recent batch of questionable decisions has been Markel Fultz and where this topic merges with my Indiana Pacers is of course, when I had this idea of let's, let's cover everybody that no one will talk about for the off season. So there's a place for that, you know. Um, I've the first team, of course. You start at home. You're like, well, what can my team do? Because I'm sitting here kicking around, you know. What if LeBron does go west, and let's say the Spurs don't get any great offers from anywhere on the East Coast, and they really have no choice but to send Kawhi out west? It it that opens the door for. My Pacers, who have been at best, you know, Eastern Conference, uh, they they've been occasional Cinderellas. They're kind of they're just occasional sweethearts. You know, your underdog every once in a while. Back in the uh, early Paul George, the first run of Paul and Lance, back in the day when they were, everyone was talking about how LeBron and Miami had ruined the NBA, uh, the Pacers. Tangled with them several times in the playoffs, uh, at least once in the Eastern Conference Finals, that kind of stuff. So they, they, and then of course they were the talk of the town this year, taking the Cavs as seven. But the reality is, is that that Cavs team wasn't very good, as we all now have kind of seen. Um, and if it weren't for some questionable calls at the end of Game Seven, we might have had the most boring playoffs of all time for anyone outside of the state of Indiana. Can you imagine that? Because Indiana would have waxed Toronto just as well as Cleveland did. Might have taken five or six games, but Toronto is Toronto. And there wasn't... Kyle Lowry will... And DeMar DeRozan until they prove it. Until they prove me otherwise. Most of us otherwise. They just kind of are who we thought they were. They, they are some great ball players, but there's something not quite clicking come playoff time. Anyway, thought to myself, what can the Pacers do to make, to, to make that next step to stay above Toronto and get right around, you know, they'll probably be a, at least a half tier, maybe a whole tier down below Boston and Philly next year. But how can, uh, how can we secure first round by not by wow. First round home court. I'm all over the place today. And then I thought, after hearing all this Markel Fultz stuff, you know, I'd start thinking about Victor Oladipo and how even your boy here, a lifelong Hoosiers and Pacers fan, had his doubts about Victor Oladipo. It should have been a match made in heaven. It's so far after one year has turned out to be. Um, 
and I thought, you know, maybe Markel Fultz could could do, maybe it would do him a lot of good to be out of the NBA spotlight for a year. You know, I could see if he has the entire first half up through the All-Star break, coming off the bench in Indiana, not having the whole world see him, his, any of his struggles. I think by the time they get to the second half, he's a quality ball player, and, and Darren Collison's good. He, He's not going to be, he's getting on the older side. Um, so he's, he's not going to be around forever. Corey Joseph's all right. But I mean, the Pacers could use what it was that we thought Markel Fultz could bring to the table when he was the first overall pick. So I, I looked through the contracts for Indiana. I didn't, I didn't do my diligence uh, for Philly, mind you. Uh, I felt that for the most part, they would probably be taking draft picks, which is, uh, well, you know, I looked at a couple of pretty much dump options. Every, every, the players I looked at on the Pacers roster that they would probably trade, um, away along with Marco Fultz or to, to get Marco Fultz. Any of the players I thought would be probably contract dumps. Um, cause this was another thing I thought this could be more enticing. You know, what Philly gets out of this is more draft picks and more flexibility, if they bring LeBron, um, obviously, uh, they probably wouldn't want to, you know, make a trade for Collison or something. They don't want to trade for a, a starter or anything like that. I think until let LeBron get there and tell you what he maybe wants. Um, but if you, they right now having a blank space and a little more money and a few more draft picks to me, that's more appealing to wooing LeBron than any player on the Pacers roster, not named miles Turner. And he's not, or Oladipo, you know, and those guys aren't going anywhere. That would not be worth it. That's besides the point. But I think, you know, what you do is the paces is you package together, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe this year's first round pick, probably not. I say give them your first round picks for like next year and then two or three second round picks that they can package together and move later for something else. Um, but give them next year's first round because the Pacers always get stuck in no man's land anyway uh, between like the 13 and 17 spot. So they know that realistically it won't be that high of a draft pick, but it's still a first round pick. It can still go well with the package for something else uh, that Philly could try to do. I mean, Philly and Boston are kind of constantly making moves. So I, I think if you throw them the right combination of draft picks and a couple of uh, easy to cut players, you know, some cheap contracts or whatever. Um, I think that's definitely doable. And I think, like I said, Markel Fultz could be the type of guy to make a, a pr- fairly decent six man push at the end of the year. And, uh, that could give the Pacers the kind of depth to really push forward in a weak Eastern conference. So there you have it, guys. There is my take on one of the moves that my favorite team, the Indiana Pacers, could make. So I want to hear from you guys. Find us on Twitter at BDGSPN. Uh, of course, we're a proud member of the Bad Dinner Guest family of networks. So you can find us everywhere at Bad Dinner Guests. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at my boy Kev. Any one of these or, you know, find us on Anchor. Of course, the show is Smoke Break Sports. Um, just reach out. Uh, let me know via Twitter, send us a voice message, whatever, uh, any trade ideas or free agents. If there's somebody you want me to focus on, I don't mind 
putting them in the front of the list. Uh, so reach out to us, let us know, give me some feedback. Uh, this show will continue to get better as we go on, kind of find our footing. Uh, you guys have the bonus, those of you that find the show early, in uh, having some input in how the show turns out. This is, uh, of course, I all, I'm constantly mentioning it. We want this to be a different show, um, more to have that natural feel of you and your buddies around the water cooler or at a, at a cookout, whatever. Um, just more casual sports talk and just something different. Uh, a lot more what ifs, all time teams, who could beat who, yada yada. Not just your. And we do cover news type things. We we don't want to just get bogged down in the twenty four seven news cycle. This echo chamber that goes on in the sports mass media. Um, of course, there are some big stories that we would be doing ourselves a disservice not to discuss. So I'm not, we're not going completely hipster out here and just going to not talk about things that the world is talking about. But I would like your help in figuring out what those other quirky oddball things are that we talk about on this show. So anyway, it fits about the lengthiest exit I've ever done. And it fits this episode, guys. We'll see you later.